0: good evening everyone i am your host kenny dean and this is the podcast let's talk law enforcement so i just finished taping an episode with a uh, young lady that was involved with the united states park police shooting and we're gonna drop that at a um a later date um and i also wanted to throw out there a get well to my co-host who is a little bit under the weather and she hit me and was like, Kenny, I'm not feeling good. And again, for her not to, the, to, you know, come on air. Yeah. She's not feeling good at all. So we're going to give a shout out, out to Keish get well and, um, hurry up and get back. Cause we need your flavor, but folks, I'm going to get into this, um, real quick. What the hell is wrong with these juveniles out here? what is wrong what like what is going on in the homes that you basically it's it's like basically the doors are opening up at a certain time in the morning or night and they just let the youth run out and i'm not saying all cuz let me let me qualify that it's a decent bunch of youth that go out here and do what they're supposed to do. They work. They play in sports. They doing um, the things they need to do to get ahead and they're making their families and parents and everything proud. So I do salute you. So we 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 got to say that. We got to get that shout out. But you bad little motherfuckers that's out here carjacking, stealing, raping, robbing. What the hell is going on? Like what I'm trying to think back at 14, 15, 16 and again, right? They called anybody in their 40s old or late 30s old or, or you know, and, uh old, right, whatever. But see, my thing is this, we survived. And we survived with basically we survived on our own. They locked the door and said, "Don't come out the house until somebody gets home." And we kind of did it, right? We survived. We wanted to we wanted to work. That was important to us. Right, you wanted to get your first car at sixteen. You wanted to work; didn't care where you work at—McDonald's, Taco Bell, wherever you work. So you wanted to earn your little money and earn your, I guess, you know, your respect in the neighborhood. It's like, hey, you got a job; he's doing whatever. Right? It's different now, man. These juveniles are out of control, and I will say this: it's a lot of girls that are involved in these crimes 15 16 17 14 year old girls right and you wonder man what happened to little ladies what happened to little ladies last week it was a couple um now I was listening to the radio of course and uh PG county in one district uh district over from us they're chasing a car and they catch the car and whatever. It's like five people in the car. Two of them are like teenage girls, right? And and I'm saying to myself, ladies, before you got into this car, you knew it was stolen. You knew your 15-year-old boyfriend doesn't own a Kia. Doesn't own, you know, a Hyundai, a Hyundai, whatever they call it, right? Um, you know that. But it, what is it that's giving him that boost to say, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and get in here, and I think I'll be okay because even if I get caught, it's nothing, nothing's gonna happen, right? Nothing's gonna happen. And our, you know, people blame the police for everything, and I get that, right? We'll cover that in another show again, of course, right? But. Police get blamed for everything. You, we can't get blamed for how you raise your kid, right? It's brutality if we put our hands on them. Well, what do you want us to do? And I had a kind of a conversation with a young lady who pulled up on me while I was sitting, you know, parked in a cruiser one night. And she goes, officer, you haven't uh, went to my mom's house to take a report. And of course, I'm like, um, okay, young lady, what are you talking about? So she goes to explain that her her mom's, you know, her Kia, whatever, was stolen the day before, and police aren't looking for it. And you should not be sitting here. You should be out there looking for it, right? So I kind of break it down to her. Now, the old me rolled up the window and be like, get the fuck out of here. Nah, new me, new improved me, right? New, you know... (sighs) You know the new <laughs> the new training sensitive me okay ma'am let me break this down to you police really don't even respond to theft from auto or theft reports you know stolen autos because it's not a crime of violence anymore or not i'm sorry not a crime of violence so sometimes we don't even know that you even call the police because a telephone reporting unit or whatever, a lot of times and different agencies will handle those calls. So we don't know. We did not know if we get behind a car or we call the tag out or whatever. And it says, Hey, stolen auto or whatever. And I tried to explain to her that police departments don't have the manpower anymore. They just don't. They just don't. Police are fleeing in droves in droves because to a lot of police officers now it's just not worth the hassle or the risk right because you're putting your career everything on the line and it can be gone just like that right and it can be based on a person who has no police training no law enforcement training whatsoever but they sitting on this review board or they a politician whatever and they're Oh, the officers sitting the done this. They're making a decision on your actions, and saying that you should be fired or you should lose your pension and you know whatever. And a lot of officers are like, "Man, it's just not worth it." I'm retiring. I'm leaving, or I'm going to, you know, uh, friendly police-friendly states, Texas, Florida, you know, down south a little. And it's it's sad. It's really sad. Um. When I left D.C., probably since I've been gone, I know at least uh, maybe six or seven officers that have left or retired in that, you know, I'm talking about just friends of mine. Now, imagine the ones I don't know. Right. Because people, the officers have had enough and I get it. If you're doing your job, right, people are like, you got to do your job the correct way and 100% way. And let me drop some facts on you, folks. There's no 100% way to do this as a police because you're not dealing with 100%, um, I guess, emotions of 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 a person, of a single person. You're not dealing with the the straight actions of you know somebody when you come upon them. You don't know what how they're going to act. You know, it's not like straight line. You know, like, oh, yeah, I come to this person. I write this ticket and they take it and say, hey, have a good day and leave. No, nah, it doesn't work like that. You you don't know what you're going to encounter when you go in a house or you pull somebody over or somebody's mom calls and said, I want my son out the house because he's acting a fool. You don't know. Right. So you have to be prepared for all those situations. Right. But it seems like the emphasis on most police departments now gone to sensitivity training and bias training and, you know, what you got to identify. Listen. And I'm saying this as a man, a black man. For me, I could care less what you are, what you do, what you identify as. Right. You treat me fair. I'll treat you fair. I'll do my job. I don't care what you are and I will do my job professionally. But you have to treat me the same way, right? And like I said, when you deal dealing, especially with juveniles, you 90% of the time, you don't get that. They want to fight. They want to cuss. They want to spit. They want to show off. And the, the argument is, well, their minds aren't developed, right? Okay, so just put yourself in this place. You got a child. You got a little girl, you know, She's walking down the street, guys come down in a car, start shooting. They kill her. And they say to you, well, we can't prosecute these guys because they are 16. So we don't think they knew what they were doing. Now, again, put yourself in that place and tell me how you're going to feel. Think about that for a second. Right, exactly exactly cuz when you're sitting there holding your daughter who's bleeding out or has died in your arms um i don't i don't think this is me but i don't think you're going to be in the mindset of yeah they killed my daughter so i'm going to go ahead and bury her and hey all is all is okay and all is forgiven because they were 16 right to me it's like you're telling me you're telling the youth and, and you know, the word is out that they basically can do anything in society and not be held accountable, not be held accountable because you have certain advocates, you have certain departments, you have certain politicians that, you know, let's be real. They make money off of this stuff. They make money off of this stuff. They have lobbyists, right? They, they have people that, know we got to get this bill passed, right? We, we want to open this treatment center for five youth that can only fit in there. And they get $50 million a year for a grant. And they're treating five kids a year. Oh, that's not going to help a city. It's not going to help a city like Baltimore, D.C. It's not going to help Prince George's County not going to help anybody in southeast dc but all you guys that follow me are very intelligent and you know what i'm speaking right and we have this tendency to kind of turn our back and overlook you know what teenagers do because we go well i mean they just you know i mean you know they just we got to do better I am so sick of hearing we have to do better. That's all that happens. I'm looking at the blotter today. Alone in D.C. How many shootings? I know one person was killed. That's, it's like almost every day. And then you see, you go back and you see all the stolen cars, all the carjacking. And most of that is done by youth. Right? And to me that oh you know, well, rec centers and they get out of here with that. These kids don't even go to rec centers like that. There's a rec center down on Mississippi Avenue called the Ark. I remember when it was built, that was my old PSA, 704. And I remember Savannah Street wouldn't let uh I think it was twenty second street or twenty third they you know you know how d c is The streets were beefing, so nobody could go down to and use the facility because you could you had to walk through like twenty third street you know Savannah had to walk through twenty third street to get down to Mississippi like it was the craziest stuff I'd ever heard right so basically that facility was used by people who. Came from pg County, other places. They had ballet in there. They had all kinds of art things, but it wasn't. My point is, it wasn't used by the citizens of Southeast D. C. for the most part, and it's not anybody's fault, right? It's because we decide we, you know, we beef over streets. D. C. beats beefs over streets. They don't even know why they beef. And I asked somebody, "What what y'all beefing over Twenty Third Street for?" Nobody could give me an answer. Okay. Yeah. My uncle was beefing with somebody, bro. That was 1970, but okay. Anyway. Right. So that facility basically had two parts to it and they had, you know, you could go get your CDL and all that. It was there. It was a great idea. And I remember talking to one of the guys and he was like, the guy that run the CDL program. And he was like, Katie, we can't even get guys to sign up and it's free it's free think about this how much does it cost to get your cdl license right they were helping people get it nobody wanted to do it a lot of people didn't and the people that did came down off the subway and they were coming in from early right so i i just say this and say we have all these you know people always talk about we don't have programs for the youth we don't have this we got more damn programs than a little bit but you can't force people to do, uh, those things you can't, right? Because somebody told me, well, it's the neighborhood. And because you know, it's the neighborhood, they don't know any better. Stop, stop. Because at some point in somebody's life, somebody's life, there was a teacher, There was a counselor, there was a football coach, there was somebody, there was a police officer, there was a doctor, a nurse that said to them, or said to you, you know, if you keep this behavior up, you're probably going to wind up dead on jail. And we've all heard that. We've all heard that. Well, but it's the lure of good money. Okay. I get it. I get it. But what these teenagers are doing now isn't for money, most of them. It's just because they're able to do it. And again, politicians don't really do anything because they don't want us to, basically, they don't want us to touch juveniles at all. And there's a video going around from Drew Hill Park in Baltimore. There was a large fight of juveniles. You know, it was all posted on social media that they were going to do it. So they did it. And people were getting mad, you know, because well, the police are not doing anything. But well, what do you want them to do? What, what would, like, seriously, what would you want the police officers to do? They're supposed to jump in there and protect and serve. Okay, so, yeah, the one officer jumped in, and guess what? He got punched in his face. He got punched in his face, square in his face. It was hundreds of juveniles. What are you supposed to do with that? Right? Yeah, like, hey, do your job. Okay, if I do my job and I put my hands on, then they become innocent babies right now they become babies <laughs> so it is it's not a win here at all it's not so that's why again it's not the police don't want to do their jobs but they've handcuffed law enforcement and you put people in positions of power that agree with this dumb stuff to go mm, yeah well they 16 that means they can't be charged with murder what what? That's what I say. You gotta check what your politicians stand for. You can't always vote for somebody because they are a certain color. That's just me. That's just me, right? Because to me, it's kind of like look, look, look at the shape we in now. Because all these East Coast cities that are having these problems, just kind of look who's voted in. Because we always go, we won't vote in. This person, because he this color and he looks like us. Well, that don't mean they're gonna do a, a good job. That doesn't mean they're gonna do a good job. That's like the, That is my God. That is so tiring to hear that. We just gonna blindly vote for them because they black or they white or they what? Like, come on, or they are female? Yeah, but what's the agenda? What do they stand for? What are they telling you? Well, I don't know because a lot of people don't go to those hearings. Nope. Nope. But you'll go to a Nike outlet and stand for a grand opening to get a, a tennis shoe release, right? Boom, my point. So I'll get back on the track and I'll just say that. We have to start holding be adults accountable for what their children doing. And I know people, Well, you don't know what your child's doing the whole time. Well, find out. Find out. Go in that room at three o'clock in the morning, man, like my mom did, and start tan shit apart underneath the bed, everything. Because she's like, you're not bringing anything in my house that doesn't belong in here. And I applaud that now. I applaud that now. But we don't do that. Because we want to be friends. I want to smoke weed with my son. We cool. We Gucci. And get out of here with that. But we have to do something about this juvenile crime. And if you have a suggestion, leave it. Leave it. Hopefully my podcast partner will be back. For the next uh taping um and also i want to thank you know you guys for listening and supporting the page also we have a full-time sponsor now and i i love it right because it allows me you know to kind of expand and do some other things and we are dropping we are on the road to setting up our youtube channel so stay tuned for that And guys, thank you again for making this podcast one of the best. And we'll be back soon. And oh, next week, I got a really special guest. Charlie, if you're listening, I can't wait to have you on. She's going to tell you her story of recovery after being shot and everything she had to go through, you know, to make it back to where she was. So, again, guys, thank you for tuning in. Please support the page please support the page because again, it's like one of the few places I think that we can still openly chat as law enforcement and civilians and interact with, with, with good ideas and, and it's, and we're respectful about it. So again, guys, thank you and have a good night. Let's talk law enforcement. I'm not the one